In this episode of The Full Nerd, we talk Titan XP, Ryzen Performance Gets Better, Optane, and Xbox Scorpio. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 20, recorded on April 7th, 2017. I'm Gordon Ma-Ung with co-host Brad Charkas. Hello. Special guest, reviews editor, Elena Yee. Hey, everybody. And, of course, always controlling the vertical and horizon is Adam Patrick Murray. Uh, Hey, Gordon, I have a question. Uh, If you had to, uh, you know, uh, get rid of something from complete existence, would it be Star Star Trek or Star Wars? You had to nuke it from space, just, just to be sure. Well, that that's I would get rid of Blade Runner. I say that just so I can no. annoy Brad. Oh man. <laughs> no, if you think about it, look, you can change major we all know you can change some things in the timeline. Small threads. You cannot you cannot hack away at the rope of the timeline, otherwise you'll destroy the galaxy, right? If we went back in time and there is no Blade Runner, would it really affect the universe? No. We're not talking nah. Six trillion dollars in money and conventions of nerds. You could forever change Brad. Yeah, you could change him. He probably would have like, he'd be like, oh my God, have you seen Back to the Future? I actually have the entire Back to the Future collection. Well, you're saying you can't change the past and you can't mess with the timeline, but that's exactly what the new Star Trek movies do. And they're trash. So I'd vote for those. Well, yeah. I, now, if you, Good if call. I can, if we're talking about like scalpel precision, precision strikes, no, I'm, I'm talking about nuclear option. You, you, yeah, you so have to, no, you have to get rid no. of one of those universes. Yeah, if I could erase the current timeline, yeah, I think it's officially called the Kelvin timeline for the Star Trek nerds. Kelvin, if it if it vanished from existence, I would not give. I would, I would actually kind of like, oh, that was kind of cool. But no, <laughs> otherwise, Blade Runner. Okay, if I had to like choose science French, science fiction franchises. Definitely Blade Runner into the bin. All right. And you know what, Brad? You wait till that next one comes out, that new one. <laughs> oh, and then oh, you'll man, be here. You'll be here saying, oh, man. <laughs> hey, I'll always have my DVD box set. Yeah, but wait, really, wait, which one? <laughs> really, Scott's oh, going to go. He's going to. Okay, go ahead. Oh, yeah. He's got he's got the Void Cop machine. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, I got All the right. Boing Cop machine. I got the little silver unicorn or whatever, swan. Nice. Really, Scott's going to go back in time and alter the timeline. <laughs> so your deep box DVD set will like have intros for the new movie that will be horrible. Yikes. It's like Prometheus. Just stop. Right? Just just stop. Uh, first off, uh, real quick, i also like to uh, say, uh, say hi to our friends in Pakistan and Cyprus. Yeah. That's oh, fun. cool. Yeah. Man, what is it? Like uh, 4 as, o'clock in the morning? Azhar and George. Yeah. Wow. Wow. They're tuning in. It's a, it's a night shift. Podcast. It's a global night shift in the IT room. I nerds say, are global. Like, probably like, yeah, I got to work, boss. I'm doing research into technology. Now that is a valid <laughs> tax exemption, right there. Perfect. You are. We are going to talk about. Uh, we are going to talk about technology. And the first topic is a Back to the Future like topic, which is the Titan XP. P. Wait, didn't we do this like in August? Right. See, we went back in time, and we're talking about that Titan XP P. Right. Brad, so, so wait, wait, wait. I'm confused. Are we talking about the Titan X? No. The Titan X, X that everyone called the Titan XP, or the Titan X that NVIDIA calls XP, but everyone else already called something else XP? I think he's talking about the third one. 
I'm just, it's a crappy, yes. it's a crappy naming scheme and it should be burned to the ground. It's real dumb. Yeah. <laughs> well, or, or, or they, or at the beginning, they should have just called it Titan X past, you know, Titan XP because Titan X passed out well, and whatever the next one is. I mean, they, they should have just. Done well, that. first let's, let's bring people. Cause I mean, a lot of people are not buying these $1,200 video cards. People who don't know. I don't even know what it is. <clears throat> I, we got to explain the timeline here. So there's original Titan X Maxwell thousand bucks. And then NVIDIA came out with Titan X, just Titan X, um, no P, Titan X Pascal, which we thought was a full Pascal part, right? That was in August? Yes, somewhere around there. And everyone called it Titan XP to differentiate it from the original Maxwell Titan X. Right, so it sounded like exactly the original one. And then now, yesterday, was it yesterday? Yes, two days ago. Oh my God, it's crazy. Yesterday, NVIDIA just busts out the what? Titan XP with a little p. So Can Titan capital P-E-R. X. Oh, man, I totally spelled it wrong on the uh, stream then. Did you really? What did you I, put? I, sure did. I, put, I just put a large X and no, a large P. No, it's little because oh, it's a man. little incremental upgrade. I messed up. <laughs> well, yeah, so what's the big difference between the Titan XP and the Titan XP P? Well, I think well that basically the original Titan X or the second Titan X, the original Titan X Pascal, the original Titan XP, uh, it wasn't the full version of uh, NVIDIA's GP102 chip. It had a couple of streaming uh, streaming processors disabled, right? So uh, it had 3,854 CUDA cores. And it was fast as hell. It was the fastest card that ever came out at the time when it launched. Uh, a couple weeks ago, NVIDIA launched the GTX 1080 Ti, Ti, whichever you prefer. Uh, and it is a little bit faster than the Titan X the second Titan X. So to restore balance to the world, NVIDIA just rolled out the new Titan XP that has the full version of the GP102 chip. It has, uh, let's see here, 3,840 cores, so 200 and something more. Uh, it has faster memory uh, compared to the, it basically it looks like it's the same faster memory that's in the GTX 1080 Ti is now in the Titan XP when it wasn't in the Titan X. So it was just a little bit bumped across the board to uh, give NVIDIA room to sell a $1,200 graphics card again, basically. You shouldn't buy it. <laughs> do, we, do we know how it'll perform versus the uh, 1080 Ti? They didn't talk about any of that in any of their communications. Uh, they didn't sample it to review sites. It's like uh, they said with the original Titan X, this isn't made for gaming. This is they consider it a, you know, uh, industry card, a computing card, which is silly because the t- GTX 1080 Ti came out and it's basically the original Titan X. And they were comparing its gaming performance to the original Titan X. So I think it's a little weird to say that these aren't gaming cards. So essentially you're just saying that the Titan X Pascal uh, people who, who, who bought one got dumped on twice. Uh, the TI oh. came out and they, you know, just got a real big uh, turd right on them. Uh, and now yes. they're like, oh, hey, you know, now, now we have the real Titan XP. Uh, you know, here's another turd for you. That's yeah, true. it's pretty rough. Usually you yeah. get knocked. Usually if you buy a G, uh, Titan, right, you get kicked in the teeth by a TI version a few months later. But it's not usually, you know, six or seven months between two different Titans. That's At this point, I'd be if I bought the original Titan X, which I never would. I don't recommend to most gamers do. Uh, I'd really be angry right now. I'd be upset. Well, I don't know. I mean. At the same time that people got to enjoy the having the best thing out there for a long time. And there's that definitely 
Titan has there's always of, played to that crowd, you know. So, and there's a lot of people out there who like that. You know, they want to have the fastest thing right now. The good thing is, I mean, even though the GTX uh, 1080 Ti came out, you can still find the original or the second Titan X, the first Titan X. Pascal, damn you, Nvidia. Uh, you can still sell it for pretty good uh, <laughs> prices on eBay. People are still paying money for them. So, although I, I got to imagine after yesterday, the price is going to get even worse. You know, who, who's going to pay? There's no way. There's no way you could get. It's basically going to be worth a little less than a, a 1080 Ti at this point. You would think. That's what you would think. Up until even though the Ti has been out for a few weeks, though, the Titan X was having pretty decent resale rates. You know, a few days ago. But the, I mean, even the compute thing. It's it's. I I don't even. I've never really sort of bought into that. I know Nvidia has said, you know, Titan is for compute. It's it's not a gaming card. It's not a gaming card. But everybody puts them into their top end gaming machines. I mean, like. Beyond crazy, I uh, Falcon is actually going to get us a, a couple of them in a, in a frag box. So yeah, we'll see. It's, it's going to be yeah, and, and well, again, you know, Falcon sort of goes over the top and builds stuff that's right crazy over the top. And mm-hmm. what's crazy over the top? More crazy over the top than two Titan XPs. So also well, the it, original, the original Titan, right? Those actually really, really were good compute cards because they had right. capabilities that the upper end gaming cards didn't. But this generation, uh, a little bit more so than the Maxwell generation, uh, there's not much of a difference between the GTX 1080 Ti and what you'll find in a Titan. I mean, they say it's not a gaming card, but it basically is. It has an extra gigabyte of RAM. It has, you know, a couple more CUDA cores enabled, but it's basically the same card. Well, and isn't it kind of like how, you know, Intel has Xeons for compute? Uh, you know, NVIDIA has Quadros, right? You know, like... Well, but the, I, I agree, and, you know... And Intel does the same thing. They take a Xeon, they turn off some features. Some Xeons you can run, right? Four-way, two-way. You can't do that with a Core i7. They snip that off. They turn off some features in Xeon so you don't get those features. And NVIDIA does the same thing. You know, Quadro, you get the precision drivers, all the OpenGL support, all that certified crap that costs tons of money to, to work with whatever CAD program you're using. You really don't get any of that magic with a Titan that I can see. You're not. It's not a Quadro in a lot of ways, but... The original Titan was sort of a, a you know a poor nerd's qua- uh, quadro, right? That's what people love. It even it matched it in memory. It even yeah. matched it in memory. This is the first generation where it doesn't match it in memory. Yeah, the Titan in the quadro. But I, I kind of wonder: is this also? I mean, I, I just don't see why Nvidia would do this. Like, although I have a, a private theory that <laughs> that Jensen was just pissed off. He's like, you know what? I'm tired of them calling the Titan XP XP. It's not Titan XP. Just makes up make up something and call it Titan XP. But boss. <laughs> That's, we're giving, we're giving these things away then. <laughs> Would you guys like to know how much uh, the original Titan XP is going for on eBay? Yeah, the XP, yes. not the XP. So, completed listings now, and it's a buy it now auction. So, someone paid for this this morning oh. $920. Yeah, so it looks still like, holding up really well. Yeah, so it's looking like it's going for about 900 to 950 Holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and plus the thing about that person who just bought that, does it say who bought it? We we probably no. shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Gordon. We don't want to out them. Dude, could you imagine like on Monday going to the office? Like, yeah. Yeah. Would you, would, you know what I bought over the weekend? Brand new Titan XP. Dude, you got the Titan XP already? I didn't even know they were selling yet. What are you talking about? Yeah, I got it on eBay. What? What do you? No. The, did you buy the Titan XP? Yeah, I got the Titan XP. No, the Titan XP. Yeah, the Titan XP. Pascal Titan. Dude, go look at the browser. Go to PCWorld.com right now. 
man. That's what that guy did. Or gal. Or somebody's boss is like, get it now. I don't care. And they're like, okay. And you know that person that sold it on eBay? Like, oh my God, they bought it. Okay, Thank I, I got to leave work right now. Why? Thank I got to go God. home, get this card, put it in the mail. Why? Before they if I don't do it today, the they're going to cancel the buy. <laughs> Thank you for the purchase of your Titan XP. <laughs> I, I just like, man, I just, oh, that's just horrible. Yeah. $920 for Titan XP this, this morning. morning. And you know, I swear to God, you know, they, they did not read the web and they go like, oh so, my God. Someone really wanted that extra gigabyte of RAM, I guess. <laughs> well, but I, I guess it's still cheaper because the new one's Titan XP is 1200 bucks, right? Yeah. Yep. Back back to the twelve hundred dollar price range. Yeah, it's the holding there. <laughs> That's the reason I think Nvidia launched it. They want to sell twelve hundred dollar video cards to anybody who will buy them. Yeah, and this kind of sets them up in case Vega does come out and you know kicks butt and it does beat the GTX and ADTI. They already have this. They could drop price, right? That just seems crazy to me. It just I, I'll, I'll, it almost feels to me like Nvidia is just like you know what we got Volta coming. We we got everything must go like right now. They got little little inflatable things up in front of the Nvidia headquarters. All Titan XPs, all Pascal cores must go. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. I was gonna make a joke about Windows XP, uh, but yeah, no, whatever. You know how they really want to get them out the door? How you can tell? Because the other big news is that with these that wrote later this month, they're rolling out Mac drivers. Oh. So Oh, Nvidia cards in your Hackintosh. Oh. So how does that even work? That was actually I, I actually want to do that. I want to put like a real video card into an old Mac, but I was just thinking like, where do you even get a Mac that can run that? You're like, I got we got to go buy one on eBay practically. You know, you need like a G, yeah. you need like a you need like a, a Mac Tower. Gordon, didn't you hear? They're going to take the pro uh, the professional serious again. They they realize they messed up. They're they're really gonna make a, you know a real good machine. Didn't you know that? Yeah, yeah. That's that's. With we could talk about that for an hour. <laughs> yeah, they they realized they realized they finally realized that pro professionals want mod you know modularity. They they want to be able to to change things in their system. That's you I'm, don't want to pick up a trash can and just haul it with you everywhere. Yeah, yeah. you know. It's, no. Good, good for them. Good, you know what? Good for you, Apple. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, that is I, that is crazy. I mean, yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. They're doing this because, like, we, we got to get rid of these things as some all Mac users because they ain't had hardware in like years, yeah. right? And you know they'll pay the money, right? and they'll pay the money. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. But what are you gonna? I swear to God, like, so the Mac Pro basically came out in twelve hundred days ago, right? That came out in twenty thirteen. And that was a 2012 machine, right? So the last machine, last actual Macintosh you could drop the new Titan XPP into it is from 2011 or something like that. 2010. Like those old Nehalem West, Westmere boxes, right? Oh, yeah. You gotta do the Hackintosh stuff. It's for Hackintoshes. You think so? <laughs> oh. I thought they were getting hard because, you know, they're kind of cracking down on the Hackintoshes now. I have no idea. I know nothing about Hackintoshes. That's dark art to me, man. Also, I got better things to I do. don't think they care. Called Windows. I'm sure they don't care. About Hackintoshes? Yeah. But yeah I'm, if they don't care about the pros, they don't care about those people. They're just like, yeah, whatever. Well, because they say like 1% of all Mac desktops are pro users. Although, I, I got to say, I, God, we don't want to get too far in the weeds in this. Like when they say, <laughs> too when far, they, too late. When Apple says stuff like, oh, well, you know, we're, we don't pay attention to this market because only 1% of all Mac users use a Mac Pro. 
So like, oh, I see. So a segment that you basically threw off the life raft, you know, three or four years ago, <laughs> it, you're surprised that it has declined to 1% of all Mac <laughs> desktop users? Like, that that's exactly what you wanted to happen. You well, know? And that, now they're coming what, back. Man, they, made, they put that out in 2012, right? And right now they're saying we're going to make a new one. But it won't be this year. It'll be at least next year. Yeah. In the meantime, they discontinued their monitor. I totally think they had just quietly killed the Mac Pro, and so many people complained that they're like, all right, maybe we should kind of bring it back. I think they killed it without saying anything, and now they're bringing it back. Yeah. No, I agree. I think, and honestly, I was talking to Roman Loyal over uh, our sister publication, Mac World, about this, and, and I, you know, we were saying, like, man, if you think about it, the original Mac Pro trash can that was came out in 2012, which means they started design in 2009, right? At least. At least. So in 2009, the world looked like, I mean, it was over, right? I mean, basically, Apple said, this will be the last Mac Pro we will ever make. No one will basically buy desktops anymore after this design because it's over for the desktop. So they built so the, they this. Is their, that was their homage to the Mac Pro. It's like, that's it. You know, hey, you know, we'll, we'll watch you go out, put you on the life raft, you know, float you in the ocean, light you on fire. But I mean, and it clearly <laughs> now it's like, oh, my God, look, actually, desktops are awesome, right? I mean, desktops. Awesome. They're missing out on so much. Uh, but yeah. I still can't. What? Go ahead. I'm super amused that we went from talking about <laughs> NVIDIA to <laughs> No, I said it's like bonus topic. All right, all right, all right. all you need to talk about. That's all you need to know about the Titan X. You start talking about XP, pardon me. Titan XP. You start talking about it, you start talking about selling them to Mac users because they'll pay that price. They, you know, and I got to say, like, if you're rolling a Mac Pro, though, right, wouldn't you, like, holy smokes. I remember, like, I, I knew some guy who was like, I need this like GeForce 7600 GTX that hasn't 7800 GTX that hasn't been available for years. And they go for like $500 on eBay because Mac users have to buy it because it's the only card that's an upgrade. I had one in my collection, so I gave it to him. He was like, oh, my God. It's like, dude, that's just like e-waste, basically. (laughs) Uh, Clinging for scraps. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. We've taken this off on a, on a crazy. Although I do want to bring up one thing, Brad. Now, of course, just one thing, one, one thing. thing, just one last thing. We're talking about <laughs> Titan XP. I'm timing. You always hear this about now. Um, Brad and I get this like on full nerd. All they talk about is uh, they're NVIDIA fanboys because they talk about nothing but Titan X, right? Titan XP. But yeah. I, let's let's I'm going to point this out, man or or, or woman. <laughs> The, the NVIDIA just launched a brand new Titan XP. There was a Titan XP again in August. They're launching these things. We're going to talk about it. People are excited about it. You know what? If Vega were sitting in front of us right now, we'd be talking about that too. So, hey, you know, uh, I, what do you want to do? Ignore it? I mean, you can't be un, you can't be unfair to NVIDIA, even if, if you're a fanboy of AMD. You got, this is big news. Yeah, we, I mean, and we have a lot of people in the chat, you know, no specific questions, but I, I am reading the chat and there's plenty of 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 uh people loving on both sides uh but definitely the amd everyone is excited to see what's coming on with ryzen so yeah yeah all right so we're moving on to the next Let's one move it on we're off in the weeds now yep let's 20 minutes it. we've used 20 minutes of, we're gonna do this in one hour one hour <laughs> all right let's do it we'll all right. see so the next topic I, I want to talk about is ryzen we're gonna roll up basically what it's been two weeks now since we've done full nerd yeah we're going to roll up a little over. Now, the craziest thing about Ryzen is it changes. Like, every day you wake up and, and, and the Ryzen story changes. So, I'm going to roll up the two things here that I want to talk about. Uh, I wrote about both of them. The last one was uh, uh, Ashes of the Singularity. 
And basically, developer Oxide says, hey, look, we've been screwing around with our Ryzen sample and our code. And we can squeeze out, you know, 20 to 30% more performance, if I'm remembering that correctly, uh, just by messing with the code for a few weeks, right? <clears throat> so that basically, if and, and again, so you basically take a game, it's called Ashes of Singularity, uh, and you ran it with non-optimized code, you run it with optimized code, and now you're getting 20 plus performance uh, out of the benchmark mode. I know some people are claiming the actual game doesn't really see it, but... You know, clearly they're just sort of in the beginning stages of where they're going to be tuning for Horizon. And to me, this this pretty much um, settles the Scooby-Doo mystery hour that's been going on for weeks and weeks and weeks with Horizon. And, and I, I, I actually am comfortable saying, and I don't know if you guys agree with me or not, but would you agree that Ryzen's performance disparity in gaming, I think, can mostly be chalked up to, you know, it's just simply, you know, games are not optimized for it. They're optimized for Intel. I mean, I, I feel I'm comfortable saying a lot of that, a lot of the performance issues do come from that. No skeptical skeptics. Eh, we'll see. It's one game. Uh, although right. they just put out one, I believe, as well for Total War Warhammer, which both Total War Warhammer and Ashes of Singularity were games that were heavily promoted by AMD because they make great use of DirectX 12. So they're made to make better use of more cores, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm really excited for it personally because I think that does show that there can be differences made if you plan around having all these extra cores and stuff. And like in the future, AMD just signed a big deal with Bethesda, who makes Fallout, who makes Doom, who makes Elder Scrolls to optimize for Vulcan and Ryzen in those games. So I think there could very well be a chance to close that gap there. But Right. And that actually brings wait, up... Wait to see for more games. Yeah, wait to see for more games. And the other thing, other news that came out yesterday, uh, AMD basically dropped the power profile for people to... You can go to uh, AMD's website, the, their blog. You can go to PCWorld.com and see the story and, and find a link to the, to the, to the power plan update. You basically <laughs> install this update to the power plan, and now you have a, a Ryzen power plan that deals with all the core parking issues that have been to blame amd says um with windows 10 so basically uh they were saying windows 7 basically and of course this sort of got fed into the whole windows 7 better than windows 10 you know scheduler all that arguments it turned out uh, you know it's not the scheduler it's basically the power profiles windows 7 if you have you know eight physical cores eight virtual cores it would keep the physical cores all all warmed up in balance mode, and it would shut down. It would park the virtual cores. So real work gets thrown to the actual cores hmm. rather than getting thrown to a virtual core and you know having a performance lag or whatever. Windows 10 actually changed that, that dynamic, and what Windows 10 does when it's in balance mode is it parks all the cores except for one physical core and one virtual core. And the way that Ryzen is constructed, it, it has hurt their performance their uh, AMD's own internal testing has shown, you know, as little as 3%, and they have a list of about 30 games, all the way up to 20, 21 point something percent. So it, it's a very decent performance boost across some games by using this new power plan. So, yeah, you're not nice. going to get 20% performance in all your games. You'll probably get, you know, honestly, 3 4% maybe if you're lucky. So, but again... Mm. Every bit helps, you know, kind of close that gap. And it wasn't a huge gap between, you know, 
uh, some of Intel's chips and, and Ryzen, but it, it helps get them closer. So, so uh, a yeah. question from uh, Sean uh, on Facebook. Uh, he's wondering if games will ever get optimized uh, for this stuff, uh, you know, and, and I'll, I'll piggyback that off off of it and say you know like okay assuming that some of it is just optimization have we seen a ton of developers publishers come out and be like oh, okay we recognize this and and we're going to go forward or is it just really only a couple so far it's only well, been a- uh, no go ahead go, go ahead first it's all right oh okay. so well uh well actually you should go first because i i'm still going to drink some Okay, well, AMD's been seeding <laughs> developers with a bunch of Ryzen kits, right? So they're trying to get these kits into the hands of developers. The idea is that for developers to do this going forward, I would doubt that we'll ever see patches that improve performance in past games. The hope is that in the future, this gap narrows, right? Not that it's terrible to begin with. Like we've said before, gaming on Ryzen is not bad. It's just not quite as good as Intel. It's still great. Uh I think it'll depend on how many Ryzen chips sell, right? Because if they are a small fraction, then it's harder to convince developers to do that. But if it comes out and sells like gangbusters, then I would think that there's a much greater chance of seeing game optimizations going forward. I was really bummed that Xbox Scorpio, not to get too far into it because we're going to talk about that later. Spoilers. But it still uses uh, Jaguar cores rather than switching to Ryzen. Because if they had switched to Ryzen, that could have made that case so compelling, right? They could have been like, hey, look, all these AAA manufacturers got to develop for Ryzen for consoles. But I can understand why they didn't, but I'm bummed about that. But yeah, it depends, basically. I should stop rambling. <laughs> yeah, so my, my opinion on the optimization, because that, that is so that the reality is like, so if we agree... You know, it's 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 not all the it's not the it's not the scheduler. It's not all this. People were looking for the cause. If we we do believe most of the issues here are related to game optimization. Yeah, ninety nine percent of the Steam library is never gonna see an update, and that you know that's practical reality. So people have to do. You do have to face that. Like that is true. Ninety nine percent of games of the current Steam library of the current Steam library developers aren't gonna yeah. spend time to go update a game from five years ago. And that is true. That is the that is harsh reality of, of games optimizations. But you also have to realize you're not having problems running a three year old game on your system with a 1060 or 1070 or RX 480. You're just not. So does it really matter that you're getting you know 120 frames versus what you might get 150 on a, on a KB Lake part? Probably not. Right. What's more important for Ryzen and hopefully this is where they do get traction is new games of signing these deals for future games. You don't care about something that's five years old. You want to know something that comes out in two years from now. Is it going to run really well on my Ryzen part? So, True. And hopefully, if developers know, you know, it's on their radar, they have kits now, they know what the issues are, AMD's doing their guidance, that works out. But yeah, if you're like, you you, you play, you live in 99% of your, your library, and, and you're like, I don't want to give the performance, buy KB Lake. There's or you know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's, it's a it's a great chip for for that purpose. Do we have any indication of of how hard it is to optimize? You know, uh, like is it something where you're just like, eh, okay, yeah, we'll put it in there anyway, or is it like, no, we well, have to focus on it? Well, these two developers that put out patches have done it pretty quick. I mean, Ryzen Seven's only been out for a month, but we don't know whether or not they were working on it beforehand. But they they both said, you know, it's pretty straightforward. It didn't take us long, so. Mm. Yeah, and they did say this is. They said they put. They said they put. You know, maybe a, a couple hundred hours into optimizing it for it. I forget. I think that's what they they said in their in their statement. 
but um, you know, they, they say like, look, you know, we've spent thousands of hours optimizing for Intel architecture. So it, there's, there's a difference when you're, you got, you know, 75% of the markets, Intel, all the work has been put on Intel. They've put almost nothing into Ryzen as far as how easy it is. I don't know. It probably can depend on the game. You know, some of it I have seen just in benchmarks, not even, not even gaming stuff. I've seen stuff move around just from people using a newer compiler. A lot of applications are still compiled with, you know, Visual Studio 2010. And then the, the new update is, you know, Visual Studio 2016 or whatever it is. Mm. And, and that sometimes helps. Sometimes it makes things worse. I mean, things kind of move around. It's, it's hard to say. But. I'm excited to see AMD making all these changes so quick, though, because, like I said, it has only been out just over a month. And for them to put out this balanced power power plan, for them to already have these optimizations and a couple games in place, they've issued several different updates so far. I'm glad to see they're moving at least and up fixing all these early adopter issues, especially with Ryzen 5 launching next week. Yeah. Although I, I do wonder, like, you got to go, you got to go like, you know, if you... And I would assume AMD was aware that some there were some optimization issues. Why weren't these in developers' hands earlier? You know, like, hey, you know, they pick a couple key developers and they say, can you, we just want to take a look at this, see if you can squeeze more performance out of this, out of this part. Is it because Ryzen just wasn't ready? They didn't have anything to even give those developers? Or is it because they were just playing it so secret? Like, you know, you give something to a developer, you know, their cousin takes a picture of it and ends up on eBay selling suddenly and, you know, the secret's out. Kind of, I, I don't know. But I, I just don't understand why AMD sort of didn't get in front of that train now that it looks like optimization is mostly to blame for it. I so. had the same question, actually, because, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. It's kind of the flip side of Brad's reaction, which was, I mean, it's great that they are, you know, being proactive and they're like pushing all of this at once. But I was just kind of curious why they didn't actually have this ready to go, because that would have provided a much more polished experience, would have had a much stronger showing at the start. Now it's kind of like if you're not following all these developments and staying on top of it, your initial impression is going to be whatever you read at launch. And unless you go back and you have somebody telling you about this or you actually make, you know, the effort to research it on your own, you're not going to realize that like, Oh yeah, maybe I should actually look at this part again if I already had dismissed it initially. So it doesn't make sense to me why they would go with this approach from like a big picture point of view. But again, don't know what was going on. We don't know why. But I, I certainly I agree with you because, I mean, a lot of this was messaging control. I mean, all the reviewers, myself included, no one knew what the hell was going on. Nobody knew why or what or, you know, there's a lot of guessing. It turned into an, you know, again, Internet, you know, Scooby-Doo mystery as people sort of like try to figure out, oh, it's Windows 7 scheduler. It's this blah, blah, blah. You know, and that just creates if you're going into an, you know, if you're going in walking into a micro center that day to buy something and you sort of see all this confusion and hand wringing by everybody, nobody knows what's going on. You're going to like. Safe bets Intel. Right. But if the message had been on day one, hey, you know what? This Ryzen's brand new architecture. Nobody's seen it before. They're not used to it. You're used to sucky old FX. People got a tune for it. Here's what you can do. We we did this. They tuned it. We got X amount more performance. It's only going to get better. Then everybody's like, okay, I get it. I get it. But whereas there was really, it felt like about two weeks worth of, of confusion as people tried to figure out what the hell was going on, which was not good. Yep. Yeah. Always fun. <laughs> Do we want to move on to the next one? 29 minutes. See, yeah, we are going there we go. to get we got through it. this. Yeah, he's back. Yeah. Back on track. No more Apple. <laughs> yeah. Boom. We all have some important work to do. That means get lunch. So that's why we got to move it along. So Not hungry. Really. <laughs> 
But so we are actually going to move on to the next one, um, which is Optane. Uh, again, that sort of falls into my wheelhouse, and I still don't know what a wheelhouse is, even though people talk about it. It's a house full of it's wheels. A house for wheels. Yeah. <laughs> it's a house full of wheels. Like you work at like a tire store, right? Duh. It's in my tire store. Yeah. Come on in. Got, got a great sale on some of these retread truck tires. <laughs> so Intel's launched Optane for consumers. Um, nobody's actually seen it outside of Intel yet. I, I went and did the demo. I can actually now talk about what we did in the demo, and I can and talk a little bit more about uh, what I know uh, for Optane, which, uh, for, if you don't know, is basically um, a cast drive. It's basically uh, Intel SRT all over again, and actually still done in, in RST today, where you use a small SSD to cast your hard drive. So when I read this news, my first thought was... <coughs> Is this essentially allowing people to roll their own SSHD? Like, are you basically rolling your own hybrid drive at this point? And then I looked at it more, and from all the reports I saw about the pricing, I was like, well, why would anyone want to actually jump into this right away? Because the market they're targeting, the people who want those uh, physical, like, platter drives, right? Like, they, they're not going to spend that money on an Optane drive. So you're, you're, they're not going to see adoption for that until like what, maybe next year or the year after when the prices drop, if it even gets to that point. So like, what's, what's the strategy here? I, um, I honestly don't really know. Um, <laughs> so there's two op- My there's- first impression of seeing this was WTF. I'll get more into that later. <laughs> right. So there's two Optane drives. There's a 32 gig. There's a 64 gig version. They're both M.2. They go into MVME. <clears throat> they work only with KB Lake, only with KB Lake, and I ain't talking Z270 only or Z170. This is like KB Lake Z270 only. That's it. If you have Skylake in a, in a, in a Z270 box, it ain't gonna work. And is it true? Did you get confirmation? Is it only core chips, not like Pentium or something? You know, I didn't ask, but apparently that's true. Yeah. But that's I on guess all their technical pages. Again, it's yep. so strange because I mean, the people who are going to be using hard disk drives are people who are going to be buying systems with Pentium and Celeron in it. Yeah, the only thing I can think of because that's it's clearly an artificial limit because there's you know it all works with Celeron Pentium because those are basically the same thing, right? Is um, well, although are there KB like Pentiums slash Celerons out? There are Pentiums, yeah, are. right? Yeah, there's they are KB Lake, so it's got to be KB Lake yeah. Core. But you know, my my guess is like they're saying. This is this is a way that Intel could sort of you know use some marketing speed to try to segment the market. They go to Dell, HP, Lenovo, and they say, "Look, you buy this Optane drive. The 32 gig one is 44 bucks. List OEMs going to be a lot cheaper than that. You would imagine. You're going to market this only in Core i3, Core i5, right? Or Core i7. No, we're not going to we're not going to market this in the Pentium boxes. So uh, that that's probably the reason why you can't use it with a Pentium or Celeron. So. It's crazy. It's crazy because to me, the, the the big appeal for this, right, would be, like Alana said, the lower end things where you're buying an affordable computer and you want to have a bunch of uh, storage so you have a hard disk drive. So you would have this to kind of make it a little bit faster. That makes more sense for the lower end things. To me, this also makes sense as, you know, if you have an older computer – that you're looking to put more pep in its step and you already have a hard drive, this would do well. But that's shot in the foot, too, because it only supports Z270 and KB Lake. Or two se- I mean, uh, to be fair, two series. The 200 series, yeah. yeah. It'll yeah. work with B yeah. and, and the like, but yeah. 
But yeah, so it yeah. seems like all the prime, you know, use cases for this. It just kind of seems like it's not it's not going to hit those, in my opinion. Uh, we haven't reviewed it yet, but it's very weird positioning to me. Uh, one part that looks like it, it could be cool, I think, would to get uh, KB Lake uh, laptops with these. Right. Like if you get one with a hard drive in it with this slipped in there, too, that could be pretty cool. Yeah, and I agree. I don't I don't understand because it's, it's extremely limiting to this. I, I don't. I just don't know why why you would limit limit it because you got to figure you want somebody with a, a Skylake or a or a Haswell. Well, of course, probably they wouldn't be able to support booting to it, but you'd want them to be able to just upgrade. So Skylake, you would think you would support, but I I think sort of maybe KB Lake is like you know what, uh, no Windows Seven, no Windows Eight. So KB Lake yeah. sort of says like yeah, you know what, you got Windows Seven or Windows uh, Windows Eight, you know, tough nuts. You gotta you can't do it. You gotta gotta buy KB Lake. So that sort of limits some of the costs and validation and the like. Um, and yeah. I will say it is, because I know a lot of people do think it's sort of similar to an SHHD, which I've, uh, on, in concept, has always sounded great. In practice, has always been horrible, horrible. My experiences with SHHDs, they just suck. Just, there's no point because you think you're getting SSD-like performance and you're not. Um, what's different, I believe, here? So with an SSHD, you're just running across the SATA interface. They really can't pick and choose like what they want to store in the SSD. They sort of just cache everything, right? So it sort of limits the effectiveness of their cache. With Optane, and, and this very much worked the same way with uh, SRT originally, you, they can pick uh, the OS to only keep the OS on the, on the Optane drive. So they could say, like, we're going to store, and they wouldn't say exactly what, but like, here's a... 10 gigs of Windows 10 stored on the Optane drive. And then the rest of it used for caching. Um, <clears throat> it's only on the Optane drives. It's not on, on the hard drive, so they are paired. But when you boot your system or you go to do something where Windows is going to slow you down, um, it'll, it will be much, much faster than an SSHD experience. So hybrid drive. Just say hybrid drive. <laughs> hybrid drive better. Um <laughs> You know, and, and, you know, the other argument was like, um, we're all like, well, what the hell's, a, why would you, I, okay, then why can't I just run caching with a normal SSD? I mean, if Optane is 44 bucks for 32 gigs, then maybe I can get a, an SSD and use that as a 128 gig cache, you know, much larger cache, give me more performance out of it. But they're like, no, no, this is, this is the way. Um, I will say one of the key messages for Optane and it should be said, and nobody has tested it. This is still Intel, still sort of like saying what's so awesome about this is the latency is just insane. It's just every chart they showed us, enterprise applications, server, workstation, consumer. This basically, there's just like the access, random access time is just like magnitudes better than an SSD. Like it's just like you would see the SSD sort of like track like this up the chart. And all their charts, Optane Drive is just flatline. Basically, you're getting absolute crazy crazy access times random access io out of optane with like no load so um how that actually affects it in practical use for every, for regular people i don't know and maybe that's uh going to be a challenge with marketing optane especially if it's not as cheap as it was originally pitched as because you know, originally we're you know thousand times faster and you know 10 times the capacity of an of, a, of an ssd right that's something i want to talk mm. about yes yeah <laughs> right so that, that is that's such a bummer <laughs> it's really they, hard they, to live how, up to they that spend months 
months talking up. And I understand there's a difference between the media versus the product and stuff like that. But to spend months saying, hey, this thing's a thousand times faster than, you know, SSDs. It'll last so much longer, so on and so forth. We're going to cater to enthusiasts, so on and so forth. And then the first product you put out is a cash drive. Yeah, for a hard drive. That's why I went over with a thud. I think because everybody's like, "Who the hell wants this?" Right? I was just nobody. Nobody wants it, right? I can understand from a technical standpoint why they might want to roll it out in small things first, make it more. Because I imagine this is going to be a very, very expensive technology when they do make an SSD out of it. But the fact that they spent, if they do make an SSD out of it, I don't know. Uh, But the fact that they spent months hyping it up so hard. And then they're like, oh, here, have a cache drive. It'll make your hard drives faster. It crushed me. I'm just like, <laughs> what? Are you serious? I, I've I been was, looking forward to this. I was with Brad. I made a downfall <laughs> video that has never seen the light of day outside of three people. But, yeah, they, I was very disappointed with Optane originally. <laughs> but I, I, but let me ask I, you I this. No, 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 I'm going to play devil's avocado here, right? So you go over to, you go over to a relative's house. They, they got your standard issue, you know, Dell, HP. Costco Best Buy box that they bought for $500 with the monitor and keyboard and speakers. Mm-hmm. It's got a one terabyte hard drive and it takes five minutes to boot up. Mm-hmm. If That would be perfect for Optane if Optane worked with anything but Z20 boards and Z- uh-huh. Z2 well, boards. Two series. So let's say if they, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, they're not getting that for $500 though. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's $44, but I mean, it, it also will be sold as an upgrade. Would you go out and say, hey, look, there's an Optane slot in here. It supports Optane. Like, it's got an Optane ready. Would you you say, look, I, I'm going to go out and buy this damn thing for you just because I, I can't stand your machine is so slow? I mean, this. I mean, yes, if my relative had somehow bought a system <laughs> that was compatible with all these requirements. But again, as you're outlining the scenario, if they're going to Costco or Best Buy and buying the cheapest thing off the shelf. That ain't going to be compatible right now well if it's like a you know a, a b250 core i3 box right Maybe. i think it could be we nobody has tested it right we're all just based off intel's numbers and what they've revealed sure. so far but right. i think in the future right now i mean it doesn't seem incredibly compelling but i think in the future six months a year two years from now if they yeah. keep it up i think that this actually could be pretty compelling upgrade for people who are buying laptops for people who are buying just like you're saying a 500 hundred dollar box you know here's 50 bucks to make it faster or whatever and just have it work faster out of the gate i would recommend something like that to say my mother or you know family members or whoever who are just use pcs as appliances basically right i would recommend something like that overrunning an ssd and a hard drive because once you start getting into multiple hard drives it gets way too complicated for a lot of people mm-hmm. so Right, and that is one of the, the it is one of the things Intel says like, look, yeah, sure, as enthusiasts, sure, you know the difference between C drive and D drive, and you can move files. Your average person, they just fill up the C drive and they go buy a new computer. It's like you got like a four terabyte, you know, hard drive in here. Why don't you? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I will say, um, I tested. We did do they they let us do a little hands on where we installed an Optane drive in a, in a in a Nook. It made a difference, of course, you know, because. Just like it did 10 years ago with uh, SSD caching, having an SSD as a cache or hard drive makes a huge difference. So mm-hmm. it is worthwhile technology. Whether it's going to ever make it in anybody's hands, I, I don't know who's going to pay for it. So, when, when does it come out officially? 
officially is uh, for sale this month, I believe, or very, very yeah. soon. Reviewers, it's already up for pre-order. Yeah, and reviewers are expecting kits. Um, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if they're sort of absorbing all of the angry um, comments from the internet, going, <laughs> oh, we have to figure out a way to market this correctly. Um, so, and then I, this one last, the one last, and the problem is, the weird thing about doing this is you got this, like, consumer version, you know, ultra budget, like, who the hell wants this thing? It sort of like makes Optane kind of like irrelevant almost immediately. Intel has said, keep saying, look, 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 your crowd, people who like build their own boxes, people who care about performance, we got something coming for you. Right? That's going to knock your socks off. This ain't it. This is not for you. This is for, you know, your aunt or uncle again with that $500 machine. And it's perfect for them, not perfect for you. So something is coming. Can't say what. We shall see. Yeah, we'll see, right? It's a op- Optane XP. Uh, X, lowercase p. Lowercase p. All right. Enough about Optane. I think everybody just wanted to say that just so we could vent our frustrations at Optane, I think, yeah. honestly. There really what the were, hell, man? There was really a... There was, yeah. Like, whoa, really? All right. So this is our last topic. I know nothing about this, except I will, I will actually admit guilt to being the world's biggest um, console hater. Just because it's fun to make fun of them. You? No. I, I know. Uh, no, can't imagine you trolling at Man, all. I've never I heard like a of this. <laughs> but the big news yesterday between Titan XPP was Xbox Scorpio, right? Brad's got the details. Elena, actually, if you don't know, knows a hell of a lot about consoles. So that's why she's here. She's going to he talk console. She just wants to dump on me. She's going to talk console to us. <laughs> Wait, is this a console? I thought Microsoft's coming out with a PC. Well, Wait, yeah. I thought that's what the. Uh, I that's what the. Uh, no. Weak troll. Basically, basically, what they've done is taken a RX four eighty plus and smushed it into a console. I mean, as far as what we care about at PC World, that's the headline for this, right? Because like RX four eighty has thirty six Radeon compute units at a certain clock speed, and Project Scorpio matches that. But what it does is actually it gives it GDDR5, the same kind of memory that you find in graphics cards, and it gives it 12 gigabytes of that. And it gives it extra memory bandwidth that's on par with the GTX 1080 in order to use those 4K textures and stuff that they're targeting with this thing. So it's a pretty uh, interesting box. And DX12. Don't forget about DX12, right? Well, I mean, the Xbox One already had that. That was the whole, Did it? you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Whoops. Wait, really? So it's got twelve gig. It's got a twelve gig frame buffer. Yep. Yeah, it's for the whole system. It's a little bit different, but their their processors, as I said earlier, aren't Ryzen. They're only Jaguar cores. But modified, yeah. supposedly. Yes. Custom. Souped up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like custom saying deck. a souped up atom. I think is like yeah, <laughs> like a souped up atom chip is gonna be so. So you know how everyone always talks about hey, you know, test uh, Ryzen, put the GPU bottleneck at the higher resolutions or whatever. This is basically just an extreme version of that, right? Because <laughs> you're throwing up RX 480 in there with some Jaguar cores. Is it? Yeah, I know that. Yeah, that's that is definitely <laughs> like putting a 1080 in a in a in a, in a uh, an atom Celeron box. Yeah. My God, that would be. Well, I guess we'll <laughs> see. But I mean, you know, it's different because they get to write right to the metal. So, they- yeah. So it's interesting because you know it's 4K gaming. Uh, the PS4 Pro says 4K. A lot of the games don't hit 4K. The ones that do, disappointing. Uh, and they're saying 4K, uh, 4K solid 60. You know, they're they're they're, uh, they're saying 4K <laughs> native. Uh, they showed this to Eurogamer Digital Foundry, 
which is uh, they do great hardware games reviews over there. And they were super critical of the original Xbox One. So Microsoft came to them with this and they saw Forza running at 60 frames per second 4K resolution without a hitch. They say that with all the various, you know, because consoles, console developers can get a little bit closer to the hardware. They have different because they have fixed hardware. They can optimize for it, whatnot. And they say that even though the GPU inside is basically an RX 480, they're seeing Fury X or 1070 level performance in the games that Microsoft showed them, which could definitely deliver a decent 4K experience at the quality levels that console gamers are okay with. How very diplomatic. So, <laughs> I like Gordon's face. How very diplomatic. I like Gordon's face right now. You mean 30 frames a second? <laughs> no, 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 at no, medium no, settings. Like, medium graphics oh, and something. <laughs> huh. You know, so it's really interesting. Uh, the PS4 Pro... Uh, wasn't so pro in actuality as it turns out in my opinion uh this has really interesting potential this is more powerful than a radeon 480 so it's going to be interesting to see what having that in the living room is going to do for all of gaming going forward when's it going to come out though is it holiday oh it will be out it's supposed to be holiday and uh it was really interesting reading that Eurogamer article because it was so breathless <laughs> and how it described all the details. But uh, world if you exclusive. were, if you were, but if you were taking some of it at face value, they were saying that uh, this is an in progress thing, and so what they were seeing now, and they approximated it about six months out from launch. So we're probably looking at maybe a late October, early to mid November. Like launch, I would say for holiday because they're going to want to get in before people are buying their, you know, winter holiday gifts. Right. Well, and they want to talk about it now to build hype for it. Well, they're building hype to then deliver more on that hype at E3. Well, do you, my guess. do you think also, I, again, I, I think they did pick Eurogamer because specifically Eurogamer has been harsh, harsh on the Xbox. Right. So they they sort of pick the most public public enemy of the Xbox one to come in and 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 convert yep. them or convince them that this, this thing ain't going to suck like the other one? Yeah, definitely. Because uh, they do super in-depth technical reviews, and they have just beaten on the Xbox One ever since its announcement, basically. You know, so what's funny is I don't actually do super technical console reviews, but I have beaten mercilessly on the <laughs> Xbox One from the beginning, too. Elena can testify to this. I the PlayStation <laughs> PlayStation 2. And every but, console out there. I mean, but you know, like between the midgets, man, the, the at that PS4 midget was just like stomping Xbox into the ground all the time, over and over and over again. And whenever, I not not just Elena, but I would talk to other sort of console partisans, they'd be like, it's about the same. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so... Uh, I have an interesting technical question uh, on YouTube from Elvis. Uh, he asked, if it's a RX 480 inside, essentially, why won't it do Vulcan? Why won't it do what? Vulcan. Oh, I can tell Vulcan you. Vulcan because... Yeah, go ahead, Gordon. Um, it, the, the reason is Microsoft. Yes. It's a Microsoft. <laughs> Microsoft. <laughs> Microsoft. <laughs> Microsoft. Microsoft. DirectX. OpenGL's Little Wars, you may remember. Um, so, no, they ain't never going to do Vulcan. Nope. Microsoft makes DirectX 12, so you're going to see that on Xbox and all those Windows Store apps. <laughs> also, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also, this is Microsoft we're talking about. They just basically tossed over Twitch in favor of Beam on their uh, console. So, you know. Nah, they're they're going to play to whatever yeah. they're putting out. 
that's just I think that's a cool tool. It'd be cooler if you could change your provider. Yes, that's like, the only thing they need to add, and they haven't added it to the operating system, and I can't believe they didn't do that. So I, I don't even... We're getting into the weeds here. What, what the hell is Beam? I, I have no idea. I, it's I know. Their Beam new is their service. Twitch alternative. Yep. So. Their new live to who? service. I mean, like, beaming to who? I mean, Twitch, you go there because there's people there. Is there anybody in Beam? It's like Beam? YouTube gaming. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean... Which is still <clears throat> potentially bigger. And I, I, I gotta say, at least from the technical side of a video production... Uh, Twitch is just atrocious. Uh, so, yes. you know, yes. like the, the in terms of quality and things like that, YouTube has been far and away better. Uh, Beam, you know, I haven't dug too deep into it, but hey, you know what? Anything that, that competes against Twitch and has better quality, like, please, please. <laughs> but where does that, I mean, where do you go to see a Beam stream? Beam. Or the thing with this, the one that's baked baked into the Windows 10 Creators Update, which is coming out on the 11th alongside Ryzen 5, uh, is that it has the game bar. You know how Windows 10 has a game bar. You can press Windows plus G and pop it up. Yeah, you can annoying. just hit start broadcasting, and then it'll pop up one screen. You say, hey, turn on my microphone, turn on my here's, turn on my uh, camera. Then you hit start, and you go. It's like dead simple. You don't have to muck around in OBS. You don't have to mess with video quality set. You can't mess with video quality settings with this particular tool. It's like dead simple and awesome to use. Uh, it uh, Beam isn't anywhere near as well used as Twitch, right? It has a much smaller audience. Uh, the thing with this is it'll also broadcast to your Xbox Live friends. So if you are already have a bunch of Xbox Live friends, if you have a console, it could be interesting. But it's real, real niche right now, I think. Uh, I got an interesting question on YouTube from uh, Ashcan. Uh, he says, uh, so he's saving up money to build a 4K-capable PC, uh, but should he just wait and buy a Scorpio? Uh, hell no. I really think that depends on what kind of gaming you experience you want, you know? You want a good gaming experience or you want a console gaming experience? That's really what it comes down to. So I would say no. Are you, are you rolling 4K now, Gordon? Shh. I'm way above that, man. Uh-huh. 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 He's 12K. 12K. Uh-huh. And that's not even... 12K is not even four or three 4Ks. It's mo It's mo That's mo so, I want to actually bring up something because this was really interesting to me when we were talking before the show started. So I, I think I said something along the lines of, so the acronym for what I'm thinking right now is WTF. And you said yours uh, was FTW. Yeah. Why? Uh, okay, rant time. I'm going to go to old school Gordon rant of the week. For the win. Uh, right? No. Uh, Are you in the sound card, too? <laughs> yeah, I know. Wish. Uh, no. So here's, here's what I think. I think this is uh, good for PC gamers. You know, like uh, it, all... Uh, PC games have always been hamstrung by the lowest common denominator, you know, so it's like, hey, uh, this is going to help uh, push up, you know, quality over over the time. Uh, but I think this is bad for console, and I think this is uh, ultimately not going to help Microsoft and the Xbox win this this race. Uh, it's, it's not going to do anything, so. Hmm. Really? Yeah. I think uh, speeds and feeds matter less to console gamers. Yes, Gordon. Unfortunately, speeds and feeds they do do not care. Actually, I disagree. And we, we had this argument the I other day. Disagree. Uh, here, here's the thing. What's the one thing that console gamers always say? You know, they're just like I. 
I don't want a PC because what if something breaks? You know, I don't want to have to worry about configurations mm-hmm. and swapping mm-hmm. parts out. I just want to buy a box, plug it into my TV, and have it work for five to ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and if you look at through the course of history, uh, the most powerful machines in the console race have never been the winners. It's always been True. the lowest powerful ones. Yeah, sure. That's a bunch of baloney. To, to the original question, I think it all comes back to that, right? It's still going to be the basic console versus PC question. Like, do you want the simplicity and straightforwardness of consoles, or do you want the upgradability and more potential for graphics, for compute and stuff of PCs? It's the same as it always has been. No, no. The, but, but, uh, but I think that, I think, that, that that's the problem. to see Project Scorpio deliver that much more power so i think it's gonna be good it's gonna be great now an rx 480 you wouldn't game with it 4k right now on a pc uh this has the more memory this has the higher memory bandwidth so it'll probably it has the the better console optimization so it'll probably do okay for a while but you know three years from now it's not going to be able to hold up with a 4k gaming pc so that's you know the same old PC versus console argument. Yeah, but but except for you, you are literally taken by 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 both Sony and Microsoft doing this. You're literally taking away that argument of simplicity. Now they have to know. Oh man, which one do I get? Oh, you know, it's not just a bigger hard drive. It's like, oh well, this one can do 4K HDR. You know, f- f- uh, Blu-ray. I, you know, like you're literally taking away the complexity, and that's what console gamers want. I disagree. Actually, I think they're actually. I mean, I'm not saying that this is going to win as an approach, but I do think they've basically taken uh, a sliver of what it's like to be in the enthusiast PC space and offered that as an experience to console gamers, right? So if you want to say that, like, hey, like all my PC you know, gamer friends are always giving me crap for mm-hmm. not having a 4K you know, screen and being able to play at 4K, now you get to experience that without having to go out and spend, you know, $600 on a graphics card and then build the rig or buy the rig and, you know, all that yourself. Yeah, but but now the question becomes, uh, okay, I know one's coming better, you know, one better is coming later, you know, do I get the one now or do I get the, the uh, you know, do I wait for the next one? Oh, if I have this one, do I upgrade? But I mean, it's, I don't it's, think it's getting coming way out. more complicated. I don't think they're going to be coming out as early as you think they are. I mean, this is part of just the product. This is, it's weird. Don't get me wrong. We can have a whole separate discussion on this, <laughs> but I just don't think that. I think this is a new addition to that product life cycle we've seen with consoles, right? Where you have the first, it was just the one console. If you got a Nintendo or a Super Nintendo, that was it. Maybe you get a bundle that had two controllers instead of one, (laughs) but nothing was really changing, right? And over time, we've moved to this model now where you have the first version, then you have the smaller version that has maybe a couple of different ports or features added to it. And then they start talking about the next iteration. Or maybe they even put out a third, like, streamlined version, right? Yeah, yeah. That's not so, counting the ones that died, but yes. <laughs> well, but, but still, but I mean... But now the- they're adding one that actually has a hardware upgrade. So if you come in and midway through the cycle, you're not just getting games and extra controllers added to it. You actually can opt for better hardware. Well, but that, that's what I'm saying. You're, you're, it's, it's making it more complex. And that's not what console gamers want. They want simplicity. They've been buying it, though. I mean, I uh, have they? I've heard uh, plenty of people be like, "Oh man, like I, bu- I just bought a PS4. What, you know, should I?" No, upgrade I don't mean to that. Pro, but I mean you know, that like- the whole like deciding to upgrade and then getting the waiting for the bundle version, right? So if you set expectations, as you know, Apple did with the iPhone. Now people are like, "Okay, well, I'm either on the normal number 
upgrade cycle or I'm on the S upgrade cycle. So if you if you change the landscape and then you keep it consistent, I think it could potentially work in the minds of the people doing this. Whether or not it's actually going to work, that's a whole separate discussion. Well, and, and I was talking all about the, this with the video the producer still Dan. Work on the original one too. Well, yeah, I mean, and and supposedly even better. Yeah, but you know, the, and I was talking about this with Dan. You know that that for some reason or another, consoles aren't viewed uh, as a normal consumer product. Phones, we're fine shelling out you know hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a new phone every couple of years. Console people get mad if they have to do that. Like it's, that it's, it's because not part of you the uh, with phones, you break it up into monthly payments. Man, it's a yeah. big difference. <laughs> yeah, also, the world the world has changed. I mean, a lot of times. I, I, to me, it felt like consoles didn't move because nothing changed. You had the, you know, you basically had CRTs, then you had 720p televisions, and then 1080p, and then it's just like stuck there, sat there for like decades. It feels like a decade. We're at 1080p forever, right? Now we've got are. 4K. We've got, yeah, but I mean, quickly we are moving into a, a different world. You've got 4K. You've got 4K. HDR, you've got HK around the corner, 8K, not I HK. Yeah, HK. I don't know where we even have this <laughs> discussion. Like They'll just announce that 8K monitor. So, but I mean, you got you have 8K <laughs> panels. You also have VR. There's so many things that are going to require a lot more performance that current consoles can't give you. Just can't. And if they skip, if they do that old, if they pretend it's 1972 and you're sitting there with an Atari 2600, they're they're going to get someone's going to eat their lunch. So they have to be ready when VR shows up. They have to be there when 8K shows up. And to get back to the actual original question, buy a PC. <laughs> because 4K, I, I got to say, 4K gaming, I, I think is overrated unless you got a great big gigantic panel. If I, if, if, you were, if I were you, I would build high refresh rate G-Sync or FreeSync 1440p panel. I think that is a or wide aspect ratio. G-Sync, FreeSync experience on on a wide aspect ratio or just a nice 27 inch panel. It's just, it's immensely better for me than a 4k gaming experience. Is 4k yeah, really better on a console? I you know. So here's he probably here's already thing, has though. a 4k TV. That's probably so, why he's thinking of buying a console. Here's the thing though. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to dispute anything you said about gaming at 14, uh, 1440. I totally agree with that. But if you just said that unless you have a big panel to play at 4K, it's not worth it. Well, if you have a 55-inch TV that's 4K or bigger, then you've just made a case for this console. What? Um, yeah, if you're, I mean, I honestly, nobody's going to play 4K gaming in their living room. It's just very, I mean, that's like a, that's like a 0.01%. That's why. Or I can't tell the difference. <laughs> most people just don't. It's, it's a just whole not, separate argument we can It's have. just not something people are not going to put it. I mean, I, there are plenty of people who do it and it's awesome. Um, you know, Corsair's laptop is actually kind of cool, but bulky as hell. But you know what? The vast majority of people are not are going not going to be playing in front of a 55 inch 4K TV. They're going to be playing in front of, in front of their, you know, computer. And you know what? If you're looking at a fixed budget, the money you put into your PC means you get, you know, you could use it for browsing, paying your bills, doing Excel, doing work, editing video, editing photos. You're talking about sinking a lot of money into something that can only do gaming and streaming, which you could do with a $12 stick these days. So who cares? Yes, but the price. We didn't talk about price. So the I conjecture would, is, so you, would you like to do it since you actually right, we should, We should take turns. Go first. So, I, would, I was just going to say yeah. that at 4K TV, on the other hand, you have a 4K TV, which kind of takes support away from your argument. Because if you have an Xbox and a 4K TV, then you're using that for more than just gaming, too. Yeah. But 
But I mean, sorry, continue, Elena. Well, oh, they, and, and they very much say, say, "Hey, it's you know, it's it's a media platform. We we want you to do everything in here. You know, not just gaming. Yeah, and the living experience, blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah. But even still, just going to price, right? So the conjecture right now is they're thinking somewhere like maybe five hundred dollars for this, possibly six hundred, which is kind of pushing it for for console gamers. You cannot build a four K gaming rig for five hundred dollars. You just can't. No. The graphics card alone is going to cost that much. You could cheat if you were willing to accept <laughs> console quality graphics and you were willing to stretch with that. I think you could come close. You mean but I agree that you can't. Oh, I agree that you can't. Building a budget PC, gaming PC for $500 is already, you know. Well, this is a 480, right? And our budget gaming PCs had a 480 inside of them. If you're willing to bump things down to medium... 30 frames per second cap. You could you could game at 4K with a 480 in those settings. $500 for everything though, including your Windows license. Yes, that's always the killer. Yeah, <laughs> that's the killer. That's but the killer. again, your PC, you are using it to edit photos. You are storing all, you're syncing your phone with it. It's yours. It's the center of your universe. Your game console, you can play some games. Yay. You know, watch Netflix. So I don't. I don't think we answered this question whatsoever. <laughs> I think there's no, elements. We did. There's <laughs> elements. The of correct it in answer. There. The correct answer is to buy a PC. Is, is the correct answer. That's basically. I think. I think we can all agree. The correct answer is to to buy a PC, or build. Yeah. See, that works. <laughs> but I do. I gotta say the interesting. The interesting thing about all this is it just shows you again, PC is not going anywhere. Because look, the last consoles they built were just like the Mac Pro. Sony yes. and Microsoft thought, no, no, but they thought these were these because you I saw it everywhere. You know, some Wall Street analysts driving around a BMW saying, "Well, you know, this will probably be the last consoles they ever build. After this, it'll be all about streaming." You know, because you know who wants to pay keep paying for these expensive consoles? That it'll be it. You know, Microsoft's like, yeah, it's all about media experience. You're going to have Connect and all this stuff and, you know, Hub, <laughs> Hub, whatever. And look, we are back to the, you know, basically them building muscle cars as much <laughs> as they can to beat each other because some, you know, Xbox One fanboy was tired of getting, you know, going to a console forum and having people say, oh, you got an Xbox. Are you even playing at 720p yet? I mean, there's just something. And now it's like Microsoft, like, okay, we're going to give you some ammo. Now you can go back. And crap on that PS4 player. PS4 Pro, huh? Look, we got a full RX 480 in our... So I'm going to bring this back. I'm going to bring this back to the PC, since you mentioned crapping on things, right? Yeah. The most interesting part of this to me is how AMD had its big day. Look, we're putting out the most powerful console ever. Here's this badass thing. It's a, basically a 480 in a console, right? And then like an hour later, NVIDIA's like... Check out this Titan XP. This is the most powerful oh, man, man. Like two of those put together. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. ruthless. That's pretty good. That is ruthless. <laughs> that is just that's just mean. I mean, we've seen this so many times in the past. Different markets though. Like such the different timing markets. Was, oh, the timing made me laugh though. I know. That but is I mean, totally if, just NVIDIA it's Only if on you AMD. like sit in both worlds, right? If you only sit in one yeah. or the other, you're not really gonna notice it. But could you They're I mean both excited? Yeah, just I mean, just think of the resources that 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 if this is true, that 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 Nvidia has to say like, hey boss, you check out. I was reading on uh, you know Eurogamer, they got that new uh, RX four eighty in a, in, a, in a the new Xbox. He's like, well, go reach into that cabinet over on the third floor and see what we got. 
Oh, we got we got these Titan XPs. We'll just launch that. Okay. I mean, that's just like crazy. To have that kind of like ability, just have that sitting around doing nothing, you know? That's that's impressive if you think about it. Just so they could wreck AMD's day. If that if that conspiracy true theory is true, that's, Brad, that's just that, it's awfully coincidental timing, is all I'm saying. Wow. That's just mean. <laughs> So, uh, so hopefully we answered your question. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Uh, we have a, a, a comment from uh, the naked nerd. Uh, All right. Not, not associated not with the full nerd. No pants. And hopefully not sitting in a public area. Yeah. Or just public seat. <laughs> uh, he says uh, you can find activa- act- Windows license activation keys for 15 bucks on, uh, on eBay. Oh, yeah. I get There's a guy, 22nd and Broadway. You go to Oakland, 2.20 p.m., Ask for Frank. Frank's going to get you to this guy, Bobby. Bobby's going to like, hey, come in back here. I got a Windows license for you. Back here. Back here by the dresses. Okay. How many you want? These are real, right? I mean, this isn't like some kind of pirate thing. I'm not going to get in trouble. I'm like, no, these are totally legit. I mean, they're selling them for $100. I'm selling them for $15. Totally legit. Totally. Oh, okay. Can I have a receipt? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You receipt. <laughs> just, just go. Just don't, don't ever mention I was here. Don't you, you know? Why do you need a receipt? Yeah. You can find them on Kingwin too. Take this loaf of bread. Price twenty bucks. Yeah, I know, yeah, but sure. I'm just saying, like you really have to like know yeah. like where to squeeze everything. Are those real bread, man? We should just buy I've one. Never heard of works. one being dis- deactivated. I've bought them from there before, and I've never had one deactivated. Well, and aren't aren't, aren't they just o, uh, OEM? So they're just stuck to one machine, right? Uh, depends which one you buy. Oh. Uh, yeah. Kingwin's basically like eBay for software. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, but no one's selling these things for twenty bucks, man. <laughs> unless they're like they're unless they like stole a truckload from somebody and they're selling them. I just I don't believe it. There's just that is way too much of a discount. Hey, so uh, we'll house- call Microsoft and ask them, and then we'll ruin it for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that son of a! I was gonna buy some. <laughs> so h- how soon until? Uh- how soon until we see um, uh, Project uh, Leo, uh, Microsoft Project Leo, come out with uh, high refresh rate uh, console gaming? Are you making that up? No, that's that's what I'm asking. Right? If 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 this is the PCifying of console gaming, then the next step is high refresh rates. We already have TVs with real high refresh rates. Do they? Is, no, is they that, don't have real eh. TVs with high refresh eh. rates. They're not at all. They're all fake. Mostly I, fake. Yeah, but still, I mean, it's all marketing. I mean, that's the reason why they're doing this. As well. Yeah. Yeah, it is odd. There is no variable refresh rate, you know, gaming for consoles that they don't have. You would think that it would help them the most, if anything. Because they don't care. Well, yeah, because it what it goes from thirty to twenty or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I don't, I don't. <laughs> yeah, but when when people when people are running up and down the streets uh, recently, when they patched the uh, the Nintendo Switch to run Legend of Zelda, just you know, two frames better, people are just like, oh my god, it's so much better. You know, come on, like they're, yeah, it's it's we're not we're not playing in the same realm here, guys. Well, it's different. <laughs> I mean, that's why I think it's you know, it's a, the the. It's consoles have not changed either as much as everybody expected to change. It hasn't changed at all. My console is better than your console. You bought the inferior console. Why didn't you buy? Everybody this? needs to pick a team. That's why. Yeah. Nobody's content yeah. to be just part of one big happy group. It's like that Reddit um, cartoon, right? Or internet cartoon where it's like the PS4 and Xbox one can crap on each other all day about frame rates. 
And then when the PC comes up, it's like, whoa, don't talk about frame rates. It's about the console experience. But you were just making fun of him for having lower frame rates and ES RAM. How's that working? Sorry. All right. All right. Now we've wasted everybody's time. Too much time. Too totally much time. gone. And look, nine we're almost. Over. Yeah. And we're nine minutes over. So unless there's like a super burning question, I think we got to like bring this one out before we get yelled at. No. no. Okay. We are good. Nothing burning. Hey, what a way. That is just, that, that's a way to spend Friday, man. Yeah. Woo. Just I'm hungry. There, go out and get some lunch now. All right. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to take, take this us out. out. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Germs and let's take a Don't die. Germs on this mic for the next person who's going to oh. use it. <laughs> Check back in two weeks for your fix of PC talk and the full nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Send questions and comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. Really, we will read them if you send it. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. See you in two weeks. Eleni. Ooh, spoiler. Bye, oh, two weeks. Yeah, we got lots of stuff talking about. And we'll take he'll take us out, Adam Patrick Murray. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. 